An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Um, hey, you know what this is? This is episode 403 of An Elegant Weapon. Uh, first show of the new year, I think, right? I, I mean, I'm not I think sure. You, I think you published. No, absolutely, uh, an yes, it is. Uh, Happy New Year, oh, everybody! Yeah, episode 402 was our Spider-Man No year. Way Home and Hawkeye series reviews with uh, the wonderful Mr. J. Fosgett, who uh, it'd been far too long since he was here, and it's been far too long since this gentleman has been here. I've known him like forever. It feels like 74 years since we started podcasting together, way back in the day. Uh, Grand Comic-Con Adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the POI Points of Interest podcast. He is my brother and yours. He is El Hawkes, Josh Hawks. Hello, my friend. I am here, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing all right. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the soundbite. Nice. You know, yes. you know what? That's gonna get double, doubled then, because uh, as I've been talking about on the show, we've been stripping it down, going old school, which is kind of nice because since I haven't been going live and not using the video and just been back to straight up audio podcasting gold is that I've been able to do a little bit more editing. There's been a little bit more time and a little bit more Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry I to, stepped on your shit. No, that's the... Dude, for the past, like, two years, that's been the custom. You've been handling that yourself, and I've been so grateful every time you've come on. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's good now, now that I, there's a few of those things that, I, that we used to love, that we used to throw into the show, that just kind of had to go to the wayside due to, due to technical difficulties going live and stuff. But uh, a lot of those familiar sound bites uh, should be returning to the airwaves. Um, and I'm loving this, man. I've been having a great old time uh, as much as uh, I'm still, you know, uh, maybe in the latter half of an existential crisis um, and things are just getting crazier every day. Um, you know, I'm still moving forward, still making those strides to do better in life. And uh, I feel like it's been a positive direction, one foot at a time. For those of you who have been following along since episode 400, I greatly appreciate all the love and support and good times you've been sending our way. Uh, We continue to move forward. Despite Ontario here moving backwards, we are back into a pretty much lockdown. Mm. God damn it. Schools were closed. Restaurants are closed, gyms are closed, movies are closed. It was just pretty much like our fourth lockdown. We've spent more days locked down here in Ontario than anywhere else in the Western Hemisphere. It's out of control, ridiculous. We're all losing our bloody minds, and no one knows what to do, man. So me, I'm just going to continue podcasting. And here I was. Here I am looking at, at, at all the Southwest credit that I have built up over, over the canceled flights from 2019 <laughs> or late or early 2020. I guess they were all canceled. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, why don't I just go fly and see Jason? Oh, and I go on the Southwest, and they're like, no. we don't, we don't fly to Canada. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, 
It's not so easy to just jump the border nowadays. No, a lot of things are changed. So man. I don't even know where I travel gotta, restrictions you know, so, are at. You don't want to go anywhere. Don't uh, go anywhere. Just stay there, man. <laughs> We're it, all gonna it, die. <laughs> it's funny because there's a, there's an opportunity for uh, one of our um, uh, podcast sisters invited me out to Florida to come hang out for a couple of few days because there's an oppor- <laughs> opportunity to do that. And I'm like, Hmm, I, the flight would be taken care of. The room and boards taken care of. Mm. This could be, this could be fun. So I don't know though. It's Florida. So, uh, so I don't know. My, 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 my daughter, Taylor, um, her boyfriend, they go down to Florida they're a very mm. fairly well-off family every year, right? So they're set up well. Mm-hmm. They go down there. And I was like, are you sure you want to go this year? You know, we're talking about Florida. And she's like, no, it'll be okay. I've got two shots and a booster. We're, you know, we'll all go down. And you know, I got to get tested before I even get on the plane. So I'll know I'm okay. And that's what happened. By the time she arrived in Florida, she had covid she's telling me like i got hockey tickets we're gonna go to the hockey game and this this and that i was like you're crazy you're just nuts and she went and as she landed she caught covid (laughs) and now is stuck there isolating in florida because she has i don't actually i don't even know if do they even isolate in florida i don't know i don't know i'm not the right person to ask but you know what? The way they're treating this here is so screwed up. We have a really, our government here, our provincial government, they have a serious problem when it comes to being decisive. And they waited till like the last day before school to, to announce all this. And it's, mm. it just throws everything for a loop, right? Because nobody's prepared. We sat there all Christmas break. Everybody got together. Everybody got the stupid Omicron. Everybody got sick. And then they shut shit down. It's just, it's getting moronic around here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to think about it because it's idiotic and, Mm-mm. but it's, yeah. And it's hard. Cause I, I write, I start to making these pretty good strides towards positivity and then boom, the gym gets yanked away. <laughs> the movies get yanked away. My breakfast spots get yanked away and my goodness. Um, I'm just trying to laugh at it at this point. Right. I got my booster shot yesterday. Oh, awesome. You know, I'm totally fine other than my arm being completely useless. Like I I couldn't even go to work today. Like not trying Mm. to sound like a baby, but my arm like really hurts. Like I can't even hardly move it. (laughs) And I was like, I can't be running around with chainsaws when my arm doesn't work. Right. Oh yeah. Well, you kind of, and you know, your, your opposite arm is your, your steadying arm. Is it not? exactly so right your guide arm or something it's my safety arm it's the arm that if that chainsaw wants to flip backwards into my face that's the hand that's gonna stop (laughs) right right yeah when i when i got mine i I went to work the next morning and i was like yeah i'll I'll be fine and we got to our first break two hours later and i was like i'm going home (laughs) i'm useless i can't even roll dubs (laughs) I'm just, I'm leaving. This isn't working. I want to get your opinion on something cannabis related. I'm sure. Okay. So we do when we get together. That's right. Um, Y'all can consider this a two J's later return because I'm curious about what you think of something. Cannabis here, of course, in Canada has become just 
the norm. Everybody's used to it. It's all good. Um, some mm-hmm. cities still don't have dispensaries because they chose in the beginning that they were too hoity-toity, I guess. Um, sure. But the ones that do have exploded, especially the city I live in, Hamilton. There's one on like every block. But, you know, they're all classy enough, right? They all have enough money that they're, they're you know, well-ran, clean, nice, you know, aesthetically pleasing establishments. Mm-hmm. And they all have cute little names like Honeypot Cannabis and this and that, right? <laughs> so I love all these places. Some of them are big enough, like uh, the one I go to. So I don't mind mentioning them, Sessions. Um, Sessions is great. They were one of the first. Uh, a lot of their workers came out of MMJ Canada, who is who I used to go to when it was a gray area before everything got fully legalized. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Clint Young, yo yo Charlie Cannabis, but we'll get into that later. Um, so there's another establishment that's opened up, and I don't want to say their name because I don't want to be disparaging or negative. Because um, I've actually gone there and I have mm-hmm. shopped there. And uh, there's certain things about this place I really appreciate. Now, how can I describe this place? It's a, it's a, it's not a, okay. Basically this place is selling weed for really cheap, super cheap. Okay. And their, their whole aesthetic and branding is based around the fact that they sell really cheap weed. Now this isn't the quality. The quality is, great it's the same weed anybody else is selling um if not you know even more they've got a great selection great weed great quality right but for some reason somehow they're selling it at ridiculously low prices when you go in they have like comparisons between them and other stores and it's just insane i picked up a really really good ounce from there like 23 percent wedding pie and it was like with tax and everything, it was like 126 bucks. And that's a steal here for that kind of week. <clears throat> Normally you're looking at maybe 160, 180, you know, maybe even 190 for something like that. Okay. So it's really cheap and it's high quality. Um, these places are popping up. This one, you know, chain is popping up all over the place. And I've heard certain people who are of the mind that this is a bad thing because they're just going to drive the prices so low that all the other places won't be able to compete. And it's really going to like kind of, you know, hurt, hurt the variety of the market. And then there's the other side where it's whatever, if it's good as quality and cheaper, why wouldn't I buy it? Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this kind of situation? Have you encountered this kind of situation? Because I'm sure, I'm not sure. It's very nice people I've dealt with there, um, but I'm not sure if I should be supporting this situation or not. Because how do you not buy the cheaper product if it's just as good? Yet, you don't want to hurt all the other stores. Sure. Okay, first, uh, you said 120 Canadian? Yeah. So that's about $95 U.S., so at the door, you're looking it's about a hundred, hundred and five dollar ounce. So right. that's not unheard of around here. That's pretty. That's pretty normal. Right. Um. That's a that's a good sale price. Hundred dollar ounce is a great sale price. Yeah. Um. Why is it so much cheaper? That's the question. <laughs> that's that's the big question, right? Right. Um. <sighs> Is are the stores do they have to be vertically integrated or can they meaning do they have to have their own grow 
or do all stores just purchase from all available growers? I believe here all stores purchase from all available growers. Okay. There may um, be some exclusivity in there. There may be some deals sure. that some have. Sure. I, I can't say for sure, but overall, I know in general, I see the same brands in all the same stores or in okay. all different stores. So in my in my unprofessional Canadian marijuana experience, right? I would say that they're probably buying the loaves, like the, the popcorns. Are they are they good buds? They are good buds. Yeah, they could uh, be. So I, I mean, would, the buds well, aren't so bad. They're not any different, uh, as I think I've noticed from anything else. So okay. that's that's what the thing is. I can't. I I feel like they must be getting it at the same price as everybody else, but somehow they're doing something that's enabling them to sell it low. Unless this is some kind of like risk maneuver, where you know maybe they. This is what also what I'm concerned. What if they sell it so cheap? They take out all the competition and then they way jack the prices afterwards to make up for it. Totally, totally a possibility. Um, The only other thing I could think of is that they're going to try and go the we're not greedy route. Everybody else is making 25% on on this stuff. We're only going to make 15%. Right. I don't, uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking statistician or a math. Right, but that's a smart thought. No, that is smart because if you don't be greedy, in the end, you make up. You end up making more. You make something that lasts if you're not too greedy about it. Right. There's there's for the medical community out here in Denver, there is a shop that caters to people that have what is called a high plant count uh, prescription, meaning. They have, so everybody that gets a medical marijuana prescription in Colorado also gets the ability, the privilege to buy or uh, grow, buy and or grow a certain amount of plants as well. So you can grow your own. Right. So people that have an extended plant count typically have anywhere between 24 and 99 plants that they can purchase or grow. That doesn't sound like a lot. It, I mean, for uh, for one person, a hundred plant, ninety nine plants. Let's oh, say hundred plants. One person. Oh, okay. Yeah, for one person, that's a lot. Um, but with that high plant count, you also get to purchase more. In some people's cases, can purchase up to a pound of marijuana in a single purchase. So, uh, I'm trying to compare this to like they they. When they open up their doors in the morning, they go, we have X amount of pounds of weed today. For argument's sake, to make this a shorter story, we have 10 pounds of weed. The first 10 people can each buy a pound. When they hit that 10th person, they open up the door and go, we're out of weed. So what I'm saying is like they, yeah, kind of like you're saying, a risk sort of thing. But we get our shipments in, we're selling $100 ounces, equal $200 ounces. And and we're that's how we get people to come in for the business, and hopefully they can sustain that. Mm. I don't know, mm. you know. It, it, I I I would definitely keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's you know, just so it. desirable, especially at a time right now, like a time like this, right? When there's totally. heavy cannabis use and people don't have a lot of money because nobody has any jobs and all their places are closing down. It makes things 
makes things rough and a place like that is very desirable you know what i sure. mean so i mean i i've gone to a, a few places uh with my brother and i'm like you go to this place this is like this is not the place i would spend my money in right, so, right. yeah but it's cheap like, <laughs> yeah but just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's good quality yeah yeah Oh, yeah, I know so. this stuff I got the other day, that wedding pie was delicious. It was like 23.3%. And uh, still, I'm still having that terpene argument. I'm telling you, mm. like, I still don't I, understand the, why it does anything other than make your weed smell better or fruitier or more interesting. I don't see it, how it, it, it involves getting me high in any way. No, it's all flavor. Right. All, terpenes are just flavor. Yeah, they're totally like they every time because like I went in there and they're like, So what are you looking for in your weed? And I was like, like everybody else, I want a high ass THC count. (laughs) She's like, Well, this one has this and this has this, and this other one's a little lower, but you gotta remember the terpenes too. And I was like, No, I like I didn't say this, but I just instantly think to myself, No, I don't. Like, no, no, I'm not here to like because um I wonder if the bubble gum will taste better. I don't care, I'm not gonna choose a weed. That's going to get me less high because it has a better flavor than another wheat. That is completely illogical. And I will not engage in such nonsense behavior when it comes to spending my money. (laughs) Right. It's it's like that scene in grandma's boy where the guy Dante's giving him like four or five different flavors. You're like, look, I just want to get high. I just want a bag of weed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, Uh, I totally get that. And I'm in that same mindset. People would come in and they would say, Give me the gassiest shit you got. Give me the terpiest stuff you got. And I just be like, um, I just pick one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this one's great, man. <laughs> like, you might as well just walk in there and be like, give me the stankiest stank you got. You know, like, that's yeah, great. Give me the like, stickiest of the icky yeah, you have. It's like, that's not what I'm judging from anymore. You know what I mean? I'm judging by the quality of the grow at this point, because it's also like nothing sticky right. anymore. We're getting it weeks, if not months, you know, away from whenever the hell it was picked to cleaned and, and sent out. Like, it's not like we're getting stuff a week or two, you know, right. afterwards, just fresh in a baggie. Like I haven't had sticky weed in like two years. Like, you know, had, it's fresh. That, that, Don't get me wrong. It's fresh and, and soft and sure. nice. But you, you know, remember when you'd get it and it'd be like not even dry yet? When like yeah. black market weed, and like you'd have to somehow dry it out. It just was too wet to even smoke. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just open up a bag, throw it out on a, on a cutting board or something, and let it sit there all day. Hopefully, yeah. you had like a, a reserve joint or three or six, right? Totally. You know, to get you through that <laughs> afternoon, and then by that evening. You know, maybe there would be a fucking bud ready that would be, right? you know, yeah, just crunchable <laughs> that you could that you could break it down. But yeah, those and it was for at least here it was always seasonal, right? For some people, you would just get fucking damp ass weed. Let's say, and I don't know. Let's say it was always in the spring, and I'm like, is somebody like rehydrating brick weed like way too much? Is this what's going on here? <laughs> There's a new trend here of of uh, companies selling their grind, like it's pre ground shit. Oh, oh, yeah, shake, yeah, that, yeah. And it's like I wasn't even. I thought it'd be more ground. I didn't. I was like kind of concerned about trying it because even when I asked the guys there, I was like, 
like how ground is it and they're like we don't know we haven't even tried it so i've been like like no one seems to really want to get into it but i was like depending on how ground it is i may not mind right so i finally bought some about seven grams of some shit and it was actually pretty popcorny and i was like yeah it's, okay. it's, it's really it's, shaky it's, it's more shaky but you know yeah. it, it, i'm sure it had the right count on it and the right levels and stuff so i brought it home and i rolled it up and it was fine it was great it was you know and it was fairly cheaper because it was i don't know if it was actual shake but it's if it is shake, it's not like low quality shake like we would have considered shake out of our ounces, sure. right? No, that, it, like it, that we were more playing than, with, right? Like it's more not than bottom likely, of baggy type shake. <laughs> it's it's more than likely bottom of jar shake, right? Whatever yeah. vessel, whatever vessel, does all your stuff? How's it coming? Is it still coming in baggies? Are you getting containers? Uh it's both. It's a mix. Like uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> what i just got the other day i got back 40. okay so like a vacuum bag okay yeah they're all they're either the the little plastic containers or these vacuum seal bags okay okay so i mean everything's still fresh like you're saying it's all vacuum sealed yeah this is sorry this is the stuff i was telling you about it's uh it's uh indica it's wedding pie from back 40. you ever heard of back 40. Mm -mm. they're a good company and this stuff is 23.4 percent so this stuff, this stuff's delicious. Anyways, that, that's yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good. That'll, that'll make you cough a little bit. Yeah, and that cost uh, one hundred and twenty-six dollars, I think, for twenty. So yeah, hundred, yeah. That's with taxes. Don't right. forget, we have high taxes here too, right? Right. That's like fifteen percent of that is taxes. So sure. I think it was one hundred and ten. I think the I think the actual like like uh, wall price is a uh, is one hundred and ten. So when you go into a store and you look at the mm-hmm. price tag on something, is the tax mm-hmm. built in or not? Depends on the shop. Okay. So the shop that I go to down the street from my workplace, right. tax is included. Okay. And I did not know this. So when I went in, I went to go buy a hundred dollar ounce. They're like, oh, it'll be a hundred bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let me grab another 20, I guess, from the ATM yeah. because right. it's going to be about a hundred and seven hundred nine dollars like no it's a hundred dollars out the door we assume there's tax on everything because there's never there's no stores that you can go to here like on on any kind of store uh the price is never including tax right Mm. so it's interesting so yeah so in in that case that ounce that i got technically was like a fucking mm, 85 dollar ounce that's fantastic. $90, $90 ounce. That's great. And it was testing at, at a high rate. So, you know, it's. Yep. Thank God for cannabis. Like, have, has, has Canada started any kind of delivery service? Um, well, Uber Eats delivers weed. Like, you can no, just get not, your weed uh, through, through Uber Eats. But what do you mean? Like, Oh, really? You can get yeah. weed to Uber Eats? That's fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking rad. <laughs> I think we're like one of only, we're either the only or one of two places where our Uber Eats deliver, because it's completely, because you can, you can order uh, booze through Uber Eats, right? And and here kind of basically I guess I've never used wise, it. Well, yeah, you can here at least, but uh, 
the, the, you can pretty much assume that any of the laws here that apply to booze or liquor apply to cannabis. So, for instance, like when you buy beer or booze, you've got to have it sealed and in your trunk. Like you can't have it sitting in the seats with you and stuff, right? Sure. Same thing with cannabis. So you can have sealed cannabis. It's just got to be in the trunk. So, yeah, you're absolutely allowed to deliver it. So you go through the cannabis shops on Uber Eats and you fucking order it up, man. That's awesome. They just started delivery here. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Um, When I look at the menus... The uh, menus are are stunted. What do you mean? So, like, you know, you know me. I do a lot more concentrates. Right, right. Oh, and so concentrates need right. to remain. They need to remain at a, a room temperature. Right. Right. So, if you're driving around on a hot ass truck or an air conditioned truck, right, that stuff gets melty. Yeah. And when yeah. it gets melty, it gets messy. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, a lot of their concentrates aren't listed, but you can buy flour all day. Why don't you just come back to the flour side, you fucking maniac? (laughs) Uh, That's the thing. I still smoke a lot of flour. Oh, yeah? I'm the only one of, other than, uh, without breaking too much kayfabe, uh, a certain pretty chick that I hang out with, um, outside of her, there isn't anybody that dabs. So everybody yeah. smokes flour. Yeah, all you, all the hipsters went away with that shit. <laughs> That's how I look at terpenes. I Ter- guess, dude. Ter- I terpenes are for hipsters. Yeah. Sure. No, I, <laughs> I just, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the, the um, sledgehammer to the face amount of THC. <laughs> That's why that I used to smoke adapt the provides. Nice. <laughs> you know, I just, I enjoy the because I don't, I don't smoke as much. You know, right. I take a dab and I'm good to go for a couple few hours. Yeah. Where smoking weed, I'm like, cool. We just got done smoking that joint. Let's um let's smoke another one. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and then we just got done, we're halfway done smoking this one. Maybe someone should either pack a bowl or roll another <laughs> joint. I've been because being that's the thing with flour, I can I can smoke flour from morning to night non-stop oh yeah easy non-stop uh dabs yeah i could i could i can i can put a gram away in a day easily but i'm not getting anything done that day right you're just i might get some video games done (laughs) what's that getting blottoed (laughs) yeah i like i'd go for a nice long walk but i'm not going to get anything like Right. productive done because it's just going to be like ADD big time. So I too have, I've been being trained um, by a, a pretty girl that I've been hanging out with also. And she can't stand the fact that I never finish my dupes because I roll dupes that are entirely too big for me, but I'm, I've been very used to over the years rolling dupes for two people. And uh, sure. I, I just kind of never stop. J. Clark right? Gagger. Exactly. Right. Like I don't use anything yeah. smaller than a king size paper. I may not, I'm not filling that thing to like, you know, Rastafarian proportions, but it's the size I prefer and uh long, little nice doobies. And uh, she hates the fact that I haven't been smoking them right down to the roach. So I save them. Right. Cause they're all little tiny, like they're really decent sized roaches. They're almost like third size joints sure. or half joints. Right. And I save them for if I ever run out of weed or this, this or that. 
And she gets mad that I just don't keep smoking it later. Like I have this problem with always wanting to light fresh dubs. Even if I have a half dube left over, for some reason, mm-hmm. I like to go to the fresh dube. And uh, she's done a very good job of uh, training me out of it where um, I have one little tin now still that's got a bunch of roaches in it. But uh, I've, I've gotten better. Like uh, instead of rolling new ones once in a while, I'll pick like two or three half dubs out of there. And rather than re-roll them, I'll just take them with me outside or something and, you know, smoke those three half joints. So I am learning and it's been nicer. It's been, been a bit cleaner of a habit, I would say. But yeah, sure. drives, are, drives are nuts when I like I'm always lighting new dubs when I got half ones lying there. <laughs> But I like Jason's that all about the third. freshies. I like the freshies, okay. And I'm I'm all about these now. The raw, unrefined cellulose filters. You ever use these puppies? Those. Are, uh oh, the crutches. Yeah, they're amazing. Why do you call them crutches? It all, it all depends on where you're from, man. Don't call it all that. Depends. That's a, that has like a negative connotation. These don't make it easier to roll or anything. No, but it for some people it does make it easier for them to smoke uh, i guess so right? for the it people that are very concerned about getting i yes just, it, yes it is technically a filter do you know for large particles right well it's mainly a mouth guard too like i don't like i eat weed all the time right it's either you got to make a really fine tip or put a filter in it right sure. and uh so i've been using these and because I had mistakenly got these larger ones, these raw, uh, natural, unrefined cotton filters. And I was like, mm. cotton makes sense, but they're, they're huge. <laughs> these things are fat. And I'm like, I don't right. smoke that. Bad. I don't know. If I, I just don't know if I'd want to use that for smoking weed, though, because like, what if it's filtering the THC as well? Oh, it's not, my friend. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't promise you. I've, I've experimented enough that it's. It's not, it really does. It does just make it a little bit smoother. And it, uh, you know, all it collects, like say you were smoking a dube with a paper like filter, like just a handmade homemade one, like we do, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, when Mm -hmm. they get really goopy, um, it kind of, it just soaks in more of the goop if it is goopy. So it keeps it a little cleaner. Other than that, um, I notice the smoke pretty much goes right through it and I just don't have to eat the weed. Like that really is my number Mm -hmm. one reason is, you know, not having to eat the weed because also it keeps the point bigger because you don't have to roll such a fine point. Like if you're doing a cone or something, right? So sure. Sure. Makes sense to me. And I've, I've been really enjoying it. So uh, the, the, there, there's a whole art to, to rolling crutches, rolling filters. I've had to get used to it, but uh, I think I pretty much got it down to, you know, to a, oh, there's people that like roll quality. designs, bro. Oh yeah, like in the end things, the way they twist it, and then you can look like straight on on the dube, and it's like little symbols inside or whatever. Oh yeah, there's people I've seen mm-hmm, people do mm-hmm. that nutty shit. It's fucking crazy. I'm like, I, ever since I, in the young days, you just tear a piece of the 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 zigzag. Uh, uh, exactly the right. Joint paper, you know, container. You just cut a piece of that off and you roll that. <laughs> I always hate doing business that card, though because of my OCD. Card. Like I hate, I would hate having rips out of my papers. Right. Same well, thing with yeah. my cigarette packs. It was oh, it's always bothered me. So, so as far as like my whole life, like my OCD, you know, dealy with the cannabis and the keeping organized, 
they're 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 just golden for me. I appreciate them greatly. So weed has been good. Weed is the, the cannabis part of the whole existence is still going well. And thank goodness we have it because with everything else going absolutely insane. Uh to my fellow Ontarians out there, <laughs> what the fuck? After these messages, we'll be right back. And now it's time for the comic Kickstarter spotlight with Bitsy Tandem. Bitsy, you yes. are going to be the first participant in something brand new that I have concocted Ooh. for the show. Perfect. I took a while off doing the show and, uh, you know, I just uh, was in different places and uh, took a break over the pandemic because uh, a lot of it just, you know, it wasn't feeling good. It wasn't feeling fun. And I didn't want to kind yes. of force the whole thing. Now, mm-hmm. a big reason for that was the show had kind of felt like it turned into this just promotion machine. And yeah. uh, and it was just I was having trouble on my end coming up with like interesting questions and just feeling engaged in a lot of what was going on. Right. Especially in our comic book creating community. You know, right. there's there's an ocean of Kickstarters out there. So I was trying to mm-hmm. think, because what do I want to do? I still want to support all of these wonderful creators and all of these wonderful books. And I'm always supporting Kickstarters myself. But how on my end can I keep it fresh? And how can mm-hmm. I, you know, not get burned out by kind of just this constant rotation of the of the same conversation? It was starting to feel like, right? So mm-hmm. I've been starting to break things up. So this is what I have decided to do. I'm going to be having my usual band of regulars on the show every week to hang out. We're going to be talking a lot of the old school stuff, still pop culture and this and that. But I just wanted to uh, just start having a lot more fun like I used to 10 years ago when I started this show. Right. Wow. Yeah. After 10 years, at certain points, you got to freshen things up a little bit. So I was trying to figure out how can I still support these wonderful people and still have fun with it. So what I've actually decided to do is I'm going to start breaking up the shows within themselves. So each week I'm going to have, you know, a regular cohort or a guest that come on and we're going to talk, you know, whatever we feel like talking about. But what I'm also going to do each week is I'm going to have a comic Kickstarter specific uh, component to the show. So every week, uh, rather than sit for an hour with somebody and go through the whole thing all the time, because, you know, a lot of people have a lot of Kickstarters that go on. um, What I'm going to do is that's a spotlight type scenario, basically a comic Kickstarter spotlight uh, every week on an elegant weapon, kids. And what this is going to do is going to enable us to really dive into the Kickstarter quick and hard and promote it how it should be. Um, rather than me trying to find ways of just keep weaving it into the conversation kind of thing where it, it, it just, you know, it, it wasn't feeling natural the way I was doing it. So rather than that, we're going to specifically every week have a Kickstarter that we're going to dive hard into. And this week, Bitsy Tandem, we are diving oh, no. hard into your Kickstarter, <laughs> which we are already. Um, are we in the middle of or around? So yep. Okay, so uh, this episode, as we are recording this, this is January 7th. Uh, I'm going to have this out in the next day or two by the end of the weekend. I'm hoping this is Monday's episode. So that will leave about a week or so that this show will be on the air, that all you wonderful people out there will have an opportunity to support Miss Bitsy Tandem here. 
So Bitsy, <laughs> go ahead and tell us about the Kickstart. Ooh, uh, this is a lot right in early in the morning. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we'll be patient with you. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is my first continuation series. We did episode one a couple months ago, and we're doing episode two now. And it's about a woman who is trying to find herself and is trying to follow her dreams. Let's see how to explain it. So nothing I do is simple. I can't ever like... Take your time. We'll we'll piece it all together. (laughs) Oh, okay. What's the sorry? What's the book called? What's the? It's called. You know, I probably should have started with that. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) It's Japanese, so bear with me. Sure. (laughs) It's Tsukiyame no Kimbujin. So Tsukiyame no Kimbujin. That's not so hard. Yeah. Tsukiyame is moon rain, which is a continent on my planet, Eotera. Okay. <laughs> and no is just like of. And then Kimbujin is a word I made up call, that's a sword and dancer smashed together. Okay. So, yeah. Bu is like Bushido, and I think Ken is dancing, or maybe that's switched. Okay. I forget. Honestly, I'd have to look at the kanji again to remember. It's been a while. But it's poetic, basically, it's nice. It's pretty. Thank you. <laughs> that's kind of how they do things here, too. It's like, oh, wow, your name must mean something really intense. And they're like, nope, it means like pink flower or like <laughs> blue river right. or green tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, so the Kimbujin are kind of like acrobats that dance with katana swords. And uh, so they're kind of like inspired by samurai and Cirque du Soleil. And they go from town to town performing. And Aiko, the main character, really, really wants to be a Kimbujin ever since she was a child. So she's been practicing and she's been going out for like auditions trying and failing as she's grown up and now she is an adult and her mother's like it's time for you to get married and she's like but i haven't accomplished my dream yet so we start like there and this episode two is going to be her meeting her suitor and uh deciding where she wants to bring her future whether she's gonna like stay with him or veer off toward the kombujin which it's an action adventure manga, so I you could probably guess which she's gonna choose. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> but that sounds um, cool though, yeah. Thanks. So There's, and this is volume two that we're kickstarting right now? Episode two. So this is the very first like comic I have done that I am not personally doing the art for. So we're doing small episodes like webcomic style to pay the artist. So we're not doing like a $10,000 thing for a book right off the bat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. So, 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 um, so episode, is that uh, for like, you know, layman translation, is that issue too? Like, like, mm, like how, how's it work exactly? Like. It's about the size of a single like chapter in my my manga so it's kind of like if you read something on webtoon that's like an official episode it's about that long maybe a little bit longer Mm -hmm. i'm not familiar with webtoon i have to get my i'm still like uh, last time (laughs) you were on the show my son was sitting with us and uh the anime freak Mm -hmm. that he is and i still have trouble 
following you know when he's because he's gone book crazy since we talked last like (laughs) he's just got shelves and shelves of manga and anime books now and he's like you know this is volume three of this set of this (laughs) section but no this is a different version of this and you know as a comic guy you think i could kind of keep track but it's (laughs) it's difficult but i like the way that it's free flow and that it's uh it's very it's almost an open concept idea of storytelling you know yeah it's really like I had all these ideas about what manga should be before I moved to Japan. But when I moved here, it's like, you can do whatever you want. It's really open and it's very free and you can go backwards or frontwards or upside down if you want, as long as it's entertaining. It's crazy. It's like the format is kind of all over the place, especially when you get into the indie stuff and it's just kind of like show your art and do what you want and have fun. Yeah, which is great because you were telling me this last time you were on the show. And uh, I just love that someone in Japan is giving me this perspective because here, you know, people get all bound up in the rules and there's all these hard and Mm -hmm. fast rules that everybody needs to follow. And if it isn't made here, it's not this. And if it's not made by this, it's not this. And I just I, I don't get it because of all places you think Japan would be, you know, a little more open to freer ideas, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, well... When we're in America, we really only get the manga from the big companies. And the big companies have very specific formats and ways that they do things. But when you come here and go to a store and you see all the independent creations and the small companies and the doujinshi, that's hard to pronounce. (laughs) It's just like fan comics. Um, It's just like it opens your eyes. It's like, wow, they really they're a lot more accepting and it's a lot more relaxed than you would originally think so you said it's episode two right yes (laughs) um okay so where has the story in episode one taken us up to so uh we get a little backstory in the beginning and then it kind of goes over the family scenario so you kind of get to see who Aiko is and what kind of family dynamic she's living in and um why she feels so much pressure from her mother to get married and like how like kind of kind of yeah mostly like her and her mother's dynamic and you get to see like her her sisters and stuff and that sets the scene and then we start back up for episode two uh meeting her suitor and then kind of going through that conversation i guess i really like to show people so it's not just the story it's the person so it's like how would they react in this situation and who like who are they to these other people so very cool um the uh action adventure part comes um with uh with a war so the (laughs) there's like i i kind of tease it in the kickstarter page it's like don't get too comfortable. There's a war coming. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to starting off nice and slow, but it's going to escalate quickly. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Tell me a little bit bit about the whole team involved then. If this is the first time, uh, you know, you're not doing the art exclusively yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, branching out a little. So who have you got involved? So um, I actually found somebody last December and I can't pronounce her name. I think it's like Pecomans or something. Okay. But she owns Go.it Studios. And I think she lives in Taiwan or 
Okay. Uh, one of those not quite China places, okay. which sounds terrible coming from me, but I'm really bad at geography. <laughs> really right. bad at geography. I know I'm like, I'm in Asia. I should know this stuff. <sighs> it's a big place. You can't expect to be expected to know it all, right? So how did you how did you find her? Where did, how did that hookup happen? Uh, art station. I was just scrolling through art station. I was like, Ooh, I really like this person's cover art. And so I'm like, Hey, I want to do this samurai kind of themed manga. Will you do a cover for me? And she did the cover and I was like, I really enjoyed working with you. Would you be interested in doing out the pages? And she's like, sure. I'll charge a hundred dollars per page full color. And she does all of it, storyboarding, penciling, inking, the whole wow. thing for only a hundred dollars. Yeah, like, I was about to say that's a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Is, One day uh, I will pay her more just to, <laughs> just out of principle. <laughs> right, right. Is she like an up and comer or uh no, she's pretty <clears throat> established. Do you know what VTubers are? <laughs> I feel like I should, but please explain. <laughs> so they're <clears throat> virtual YouTubers. Um, and it started here in Japan where you kind of have a animated character that like, oh, tracks okay. your movements right. and then you YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. So she makes a lot of those and charges oh. like top dollar for that. So okay, she gets paid cool. pretty well. So <laughs> this is kind of, I guess she's just doing this for her, a fun passion on the side. So she's not all super greedy about it, I guess. That's pretty yeah, fantastic a find, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Very I try cool. to always give her more than she asks for. Because um, every time I'm like, I don't know how you see my vision when we don't even speak the same language, really. <laughs> but she gets it every time. So is it just you and her? Or is uh, yeah. is the fella helping out on this one? or? <laughs> Yeah, Aaron is uh, my husband. My He's helping out with um, the uh, editing still, but I'm trying to keep him out of it as much as possible. I only need help with, like, spelling. <laughs> hey, so. an editor is a very, very valuable, important thing in whatever capacity that you can, you know, mm -hmm. utilize having an editor. I talk about it all the time with creators on this show. It's a vital part of... Uh, keeping things mm -hmm. you know coherent because whether you're an artist or a writer you get so into the focus of what you're doing you just are you got these unintentional blinders on to the to the tiny little basic details that just don't yeah. feel important to you because they're not a passionate part of the story you gotta have somebody there with an eye on that stuff right like even if it is mm -hmm. just spelling or something will sneak through every time here we go quick starter oh that's cute quick starter <laughs> just little episodes oh wait a minute you're already pledged you're already you're already fulfilled <laughs> I, that's well, new <laughs> congratulations what you didn't know you were fulfilled are we just are you just finding this out right now i think it happened last night <laughs> um but. in canadian uh your goal was 1843 canadian dollars and you yeah. have gained 1,976 Canadian dollars. Uh, and that's with 46 backers in 10 days to go. So congratulations, Bitsy. Um, it Thank looks you. like episode two is, well, obviously the weird Kickstarter stuff that can happen, but it looks like uh, we're going to get to enjoy this. So that's super mm -hmm. cool. Let's see some of the, the tier action that people, you can still, of course, 
get involved in. This looks beautiful here. This Thanks. Is... I mean, thank go it. <laughs> yeah, Studios. absolutely. Everybody get on here. This is uh, if you're into anime or manga in any way, this is beautiful art, beautiful colors, everything that uh, you would definitely be looking for. I see lots of dialogue, which I love. Um, Yay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So we're, oh man, it's been a bit since I've been on like Kickstarter. I'm usually on it on my <laughs> phone. So it's kind of be weird to be oh, looking yeah. at it. But where's all the tiers? And oh, here we go. Pledge. They're right. on the side. So we've got the, uh, I try to theme it all around like samurai. For sure. <laughs> so it's kind of silly. So we've got like early samurai gets you early access to the webcomic because I um, am all about giving as much as you can away for free. So we do webcomic specific format uh, on our website for free a few months after the Kickstarter is fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. But then you can also get the manga page format, which would be look more like a traditional book, which is my personal favorite format. It's so pretty. Okay. <laughs> if, right on. If you do the, uh, Otaku Samurai. <laughs> yeah, this is gorgeous. And, uh, yeah. You also get the art bundle with that one. And then if you do the Weeb Samurai, a little $35, it's uh, you get a grab bag. So those are really cool. Last time I did it myself, making these little grab bags. But this time I'm actually partnering with Blippo. And uh, they are the owners of Kawaii Shop, so they do some really, really cool little grab bags. And um, I'm gonna hand pick everybody's uh, like items. So you're gonna get a candy from Japan, a gotcha, and then like a handful of other random goodies like stickers and washi tape and all cool. kinds of fun stuff. And nice. they're gonna package it up and send it out. That's very so cool. So if you like, that's uh, that's the only physical part of the Kickstarter, because it's mainly just about, you know, these small Kickstarters that are fast to fund the artist so that we can continue to make something we wouldn't be able to make otherwise. Absolutely. I've seen uh, Kickstarters used in uh, similar fashions, but with always with like, these little various kicks. I've seen Kickstarters where they were doing Kickstarters to fund uh, per page. And you would kind of get wow. the page as the book went along. Yeah, people do lots of neat stuff. So. <laughs> No, and this is cool because it is obvious that you're just doing this to pay the artist. And uh, this <laughs> artist is obviously worth whatever you're paying them because it's beautiful, beautiful. And she does it all the colors and everything too? Yeah, the whole wow. stack. I can't believe it. It's I'm just looking so at this awesome. one picture with, uh, I guess I'd call this a kimono she's wearing, right? With the big bow on the back mm. there. Um, and just yeah. the flowering pattern and the, the the little bit of paint detail going into that, like in contrast mm. to kind of the solid colors of like the, the hair and stuff. I love it. It's, it's really, really nice to look at. And then what do we yeah. have here? We got the Renowned Samurai. And oh, yes. This is one that I know might interest people because people love getting their faces in comic books. Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of people in the background and you could put it be a cameo mm -hmm. that's super cool yeah. and this is this would be a good cameo kids especially uh for anyone of the uh female identifying persuasion out there um 
these like to be done up in like this attire would be so cool to see you know right yeah no that's a really cool idea everybody make sure you get on the kickstarter if you're just curious even and check out the art because it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. and uh that's very cool and uh what we got here we got shogun yes that's the highest tier all right so um I, uh, if you look at the bottom of the page with the kimono that she's wearing, you'll see Shogun uh, Sphinx, I think, is that how you pronounce it, gifted that page. So I wouldn't have been able to do that page if the Shogun hadn't done $100 to help pay for that page. Um, and since we hit our goal, I will be able to do all 10 pages, but you'll get a page dedicated to you, and if... Uh, after I've shipped everything out, it's within the budget. I will do extra pages and dedicate those to my Shogun as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get extra stuff in your grab bag, of course, and you'll get uh, the cameo and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, those goodies look delicious, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Japanese candy and stuff so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I like to send people the weird stuff too. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Blippo surprise. This looks like a super fun Kickstarter. These are some awesome rewards, kids. I mean, if you in any way are inclined to be into the manga or the anime, you need to check this out. Um, just beautiful stuff, Bitsy. I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are this is gorgeous artwork. And uh, like I say, lots of fun rewards here. Um, lots of cool tiers, lots of very affordable tiers. And remember, kids, um, this is a very, very noble cause because this Kickstarter is only existing to pay the artist who's creating this beautiful art for you to look at. So uh, at least get on there and look at it because I think you will be intrigued. Um, very, very cool. So how far do you want to take this? Is this just uh, uh, like open-ended or do you have a specific amount of episodes you want to achieve? Um, well... Hmm. I don't want it to be too long because I've got like three other comics I want to do. <laughs> right, right. Maybe it might be around 50 or 100 episodes, maybe 100 episodes. I'm not entirely sure. I just kind of just kind of take it one episode at a time and see <laughs> where it goes good, from though, there. To come out with around 100. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it. But uh, very cool that you have so much going on. Um, congratulations, Bitsy. This is very, very cool stuff. Um, Thanks. as I said, you are pledged, you are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but kids, there's so much cool stuff out in on here. Like I said, there's 10 days today. So there'll probably be literally a week left when this gets, uh, uploaded and you're all hearing it as I speak. Now that gives you seven days to get on a Kickstarter and I'm going to try it on my own. Sukiyami Kenbujin. Very close. Very close. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, Tsukiyami, Kenbujin. That's pretty much, you can just say Kenbujin. Um, yeah, Kenbujin, which is uh, K-E-N-B-U-J-I-N. And uh, like we both saw, it's number four on the manga page uh, for Search in Canada. Is number two when you were looking there, Bitsy. So if you just mm-hmm. even type in manga, uh, it's probably going to be right there. Um, Bitsy, very cool. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for participating in our very first comic Kickstarter spotlight. Thanks. <laughs> Just <laughs> anytime you want to do something fun or off the wall too, I am totally down to hang out. 
I like talking with you. I love chatting with you, Bitsy. You're an absolute pleasure. And uh, I love that you just share, love sharing all the, uh, all the answers to my silly curiosity and questions too. But uh, it's just so cool to have your perspective being over there too, you know? And uh, yeah. for a lot of people, we will. I'll have Bitsy back and we'll, we'll get more into just her life in Japan and her work in Japan. But uh, if you want to go back to, uh, it's not super long ago in the feed because I didn't put out any episodes for so long. Um, um, so she's probably within the last 50 episodes or less, I'd want to say. But either way, Get on there, kids. Remember, you can subscribe on uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. We're all over the place. Um, but if you go back a bit and want to hear all about uh, Bitsy's story of ending up in Japan, uh, we had that whole conversation on the last episode. So, uh, Or you can go to uh, anelegantweapon.ca, and there's a search bar. If you type in Bitsy Tandem, her episode will pop up. Uh, and then you can have a listen um but uh we will definitely do this again sometime bitsy you are such a pleasure thank you so much for hanging out yeah thank you for having me this was a lot of fun <laughs> good times kids uh kickstarter you got seven days as of this is released do it up. that's it three thousand <laughs> <laughs> get another episode do hey, two episodes and yeah. one the more episodes and the more these artists get paid and the more good stuff happens so please just because she's fulfilled keep fulfilling more yes. all right kids <laughs> back to your regular scheduled program I don't even know what to say. Stay strong. Stay positive. We'll fucking someday. We'll we won't be fucking chained down. And uh, I don't even know what's going on anymore because a lot of the stuff, the way it's been handled, I don't agree with. And I understand that you know maybe the shot isn't as good or effective for this very. I just I still think it's a good idea. So I got my booster yesterday, and uh, you know I think we should all just keep trying to keep doing what we can. But uh, is there anything geeky been going on in your life? Are you up on Boba Fett? Uh, I've only seen the first episode. The second episode came out today, did it not? Yes, it came out today. Is it, I, it's a Wednesday I, show, correct? Yes. I won't spoil it, but I enjoyed it, and um, it, it leads along nicely. I know that for some reason, I, I'm not sure if there's a lot of criticism of the first episode or if just the critics and news wanted there to be for some reason just to cause some kind of stupid conversation to keep themselves relevant but i think the show's great i'm enjoying it i'm loving the the nods to everything else you know sure and i watched it oh slightly distracted the first episode so i'm probably gonna go back and watch it again before i watch this episode yeah uh, just because uh, i want i i I definitely saw the whole episode but i want to be like okay i want to sit and watch this and not watch this while rubbing really nice legs in a butt. <laughs> so what else? Anything you've been? And they weren't mine. It's not my legs. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, not really. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. I, 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 I haven't really watched a lot of new stuff in the last couple of years. My my drive to. You know, make sure I see everything is just not really there. Like I, I skipped Hawkeye entirely because one, it's like the most uninteresting Avenger ever. And <laughs> two, like I said, I'm just like not into it. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I still haven't seen Spider-Man. I want to see Spider-Man, but 
every time every time there's a movie that comes out in the Christmas New Year's you know cycle, yeah, I'm always fucking broke. <laughs> always, <laughs> there's no extra money to go to the theater. I understand, man. you know, or do yeah. anything fun. So it's just like I I have access to every recap every scene by scene breakdown available to me yeah somehow i have avoided all of it <laughs> i've not looked into anything even though even though everybody i know has seen it at least once if not multiple times and has been so kind as to not spoil a single thing for me yeah i don't look at a lot so, of these things as uh, and i don't actually... really think there's much to spoil anyway that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are freaking out about spoilers and it's like, you know what? It's the fun of seeing it that all this stuff's been great for. And I agreed with you. Like, like Hawkeye was not the most interesting Avenger by any means. And no. I wasn't even much of a fan of the guy playing him. So it made it, made it especially different, but I have to admit after watching the show, I, I have absolutely changed my opinion. He did a great job and the show is far more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really like heavy handed, um, but it ended up being a lot of fun. It's a pure action adventure like show. And uh, you know, I loved it for that, uh, that part. And again, Spider-Man, like I talked about for, you will never see a more fun comic book movie like ever. This is the and single I, I, most fun comic book movie ever made by far. And then, you know, it, it, spoiler or not, it doesn't matter because it's not going to change how much fun. You know, the only other movie I saw this year that even came close to as much fun as that was Ghostbusters. Didn't see that one either. <laughs> Jason, the what only do you movie podcast about? The <laughs> what do you podcast Life. about? <laughs> Life? I don't even know half the time, my friend. I have like, a. What book. are you guys talking about over there? I got to start let, listening more. <laughs> Let me look at last night's show notes. If you're not talking about this kind of shit, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It, it comes up. It comes up because, you know, Francis is always going to movies, right? Right. So we have him at least. <laughs> uh, what did we talk about? We, we did a big recap of, of 2021. Uh, Savannah got on a, a trail of talking about dead celebrities for about 15 to 20 minutes. Just randomly calling out dead celebrities. So that was fun. Um, we <laughs> talked about the uh, Google Pixel Watch that's coming out. Google's getting into the watch game. Right. Uh, uh, I had a funny joke. Everybody was talking about what they got for Christmas. And I said, I got food poisoning. <laughs> and they went, oh, and I went, yeah, but I'm not really sure when I'm going to use it or who I'm going to use it on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um what else did we talk about? Uh, we talked about the launch of the James Webb Telescope and a law that passed in Colorado recently stating that you can no longer transfer your license plates from the car you own to the new car you are about to own. What the fuck do you mean? Okay, so the That's license insane. plates that are on my car. I get it, but it's were the insane. Very first <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. And I went on about a, a 15 minute rant about how dumb it was because I've only wanted one set of license plates for my, my entire driving career. Right. Now, when the time comes for when I have to get a new car, I also have to, well, I don't have to do shit. But because of my OCD, I now have to go get a vanity plate that has the same number 
as what I have now for in order for me to keep that number, I have to get a vanity. Why? Like, what is the reason? Because they, they need more money. Because Ugh. I'll tell you something. It, it, um, this here, here's where the old school two J's. This is this is this is a total topic for old school two J's. Because I don't know if you guys do tags on your license plates for your emissions tests. Um, not for emissions, but for just like their tags in general. Like every yeah, year on my birthday, tags. I've got to pay for registration tax. Yeah, like stickers. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you have registration tax. So yeah, so do we. Yeah. But the thing is, since COVID, they shut down a lot of the DMVs up right. until I don't know, or middle middle of last year, maybe. Right. Yeah. Where you I had to do it either you had to make an appointment or you could do it online. Right. I think they came up with this damn law because there are still people driving around with expired temporary tags from 2019. That could make sense, man. That could definitely make sense. People are not, people are pushing shit as far as they can, man. Oh yeah. And at this point, if I see anybody that has an expired temp tag on their their car, I just figure they don't have insurance because that's the only reason why you would not have license plates at this point. Because you can't get your license plates unless you have insurance. Yeah, stay so away. So I avoid from those these people. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, someone wants to say hello here. That's funny because we were talking about license plates last night, and they thought it was hilarious. So nice. Well, that's some oh, old pod school kitty. just podcasting away. This is Bradley, who I thought was going to die recently, and then pulled through somehow. Well, that's good. Nineteen and old as shit. Aren't you? That is old for a cat. That oh, is very old yeah, for a cat. He's ancient, aren't you? Oh, so you know, good times that he didn't. Yeah, that sounds fun, man. That's what I'm trying to do. Like just like you guys are doing, doing it just old school for the fun of it, like we used just, to. It got yeah, all crazy. Just, just having fun, man. It, sometimes, sometimes there are things that are pertinent that we need to talk about. Sometimes there's, you know, when there was Comic Cons to go to. Yeah, yeah. Talked about yeah. the Comic Cons and experiences we would have there and adventures that we would go on, what have you. It's really just a conversation nice. podcast about absolutely fucking nothing. And nice. to be honest, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I do have some creators lined up. I am going to have a couple conversations, but I don't know if I'm even going to talk I mean, about their work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll let them give a little plug or two, but I just want to have some interesting conversations like uh, we used to do. And, uh, you know, that's how it's been rolling. So uh, let me tell you, everyone out there, I need to thank you for your mad support since I came back. Um, there's been a lot of love. And uh, I see those numbers, and I appreciate you listening. Um, so that's very, very cool. Maybe it's the, the, the new laxed attitude that uh, people are digging. I don't know, but somebody's digging something. So I'm going to keep on digging it with y'all. Um, I'm working my way through the, uh, the staples. You know what I mean? Through the regulars, through the, through the, through the, through the co-hosters, basically, throughout the years. Um, so that's why it's been fun uh, having who we have had on recently. And I uh, continue who, to... Who uh, am I? I hot tagging too. Who am I hot tagging off to? What do you mean hot tagging? What? It's a wrestling term. I don't know the term. Teach me the term. What's the hot term? tagging would be like you know like when the when the baby face is getting beat up by the bat the heel. 
right. the bad guy. Yeah. Right. And he's struggling to get to the corner and the, <laughs> his tag partner is on the corner getting hyped up and he's jumping around. He's like, come on, reaching and reaching. And yeah. then the, the opportunity finally comes and it's at least in the last, I don't know, 10 years, it's always been this diving animated diving gotcha, tag gotcha, to this yeah. tag partner it's desperation they call it a hot tag you know i've been uh i've been watching a lot of wrestling lately too i'm kind of oh have you i was kind of been falling back into it's, it's a lot of history of it and this and that but uh you know i've been i've been i've been enjoying which, just kind of which, throwing some old like 90s matches on and and this okay. and that, and uh, it's been fun. A little bit of AEW, kind of getting a feel for what's happening, and watching like wrestling news and stuff. And I'm just starting to, mm. you know, I throw it on in the background that with my Pawn Stars for when I'm diddling around cooking or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun lately. You know, That's learning awesome. about wrestling lore from back because I remember a lot of these matches from back in the day. But now being an adult and being able to get the other, you know, the actual real life perspective of a lot of them. Um, you know, are really cool. Like watching videos that are like uh, ten times, uh, you know, wrestling matches became almost real, or ten times somebody was really angry in a match, or oh, sure, you know, like all the kayfabe sure. and the times yeah. people are shooting on whatever. So you know, that's uh, which is funny because a lot of a lot of those lists where they're saying like ten, here's ten matches that became shoots, and then right. they, for some of them, some of them were shoots but the the a real shoot is when both people go we're gonna go out there and kick the shit out of each other right yeah yeah that's a shoot yeah right when you get when you get two wrestlers in the ring that aren't communicating with each other or one guy gets mad and starts kicking the shit out of the other guy that's not really a shoot that's just a, somebody getting frustrated with somebody else right yeah yeah i, I watch <laughs> it, a lot the, of that shit <laughs> yeah sure I, i'm just saying you know yeah but you're tagging in off jay fosgett from last episode and uh, I mean, I actually, if, you, if I'm gonna tag off from anybody, that's I mean, I, I'll take a hot tag from Jay any day, absolutely. And I think you're gonna be tagging in. Um, I haven't even asked the person yet, but I, I have oh. full confidence calling him out right now because I'm coming for you, Stan Kanopka. We're, we're working through the greatest of all mm, time here, cool, Stan. and uh, it's your turn, bud. It's your turn to step up to the plate. Stan's got some things in the works and it's been a long time since Stan and I sat down and had a conversation. A lot of these things he's got in the works are, uh, are, are a little interesting. So uh, I want to get him on here and talk about it. So Stan, if you hear this, which uh, is a very good chance you might coming for you, bud. Uh, I'll probably hit you up before you get a chance to hear this. But then when I'm talking to you, hitting you up to do this, I'll say, hey, listen to the last episode with Josh and you'll hear me calling you out to do this. So uh, I've made it all meta and now it's got to happen. Um, but I'm sure that it's will. So uh, that's my next target, Stan Kanapka. And then I think we're going to start uh, doing uh, some fun stuff as far as uh, <clears throat> having some interviews and breaking stuff up a little too. I want to have more like uh, spotlights like we used to do once in a while. Um, nice. you know, rather than sit down and just talk about one Kickstarter for a full hour, um, you know, we'll have some spotlights, we'll have some people jump in and out and, um, like we used to do. So everybody for now, Oh, one more thing. Um, I want to spend a spend out. I want to send out a very special thank you. Um, uh, there's been someone who's been incredibly kind and uh, supportive and understanding in my life lately. Um, this person knows exactly who they are. 
and I just want to send out a special thank you for being who you are and giving me the chance to be who I hope to be. So uh, much love and one love to all of you out there. Uh, there you go. Josh, anything you want to talk about or say to these kids or uh, stick on the end there? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself. Mm-hmm, of course. You, you can find everything I do at the points of interest. What the hell? The uh, POI podcast.com. <laughs> right. At least for a little bit longer. Well, that might be changing in the future. Uh, if not, you can find all the podcast stuff. Find it at your, your favorite and local podcast catcher, wherever yes. that might be. Go to all. Uh, otherwise, you can join us live Tuesday nights, 730-ish Mountain Times. Uh, yeah, POIpodcast.com. Uh, like I said, that that's going to be around for a little bit longer. You watch the, the oh, Twitch. podcast. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, on Twitch. Yeah, you can watch it recorded live every Tuesday around 730-ish Mountain Time uh, to search for POI Podcast. You watch this fuck up live. It's fun. Do it, kids. Um, go have some fun because those kids are fun. Savannah and Francis and Josh all talking good times. Um, everybody, please stay safe. Uh, I wish you strength. Uh, remember, Batman. That's all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon, kids. Pack it is.